0: everybody and welcome to episode 15 of the why we stay podcast we are so excited to have maddie on the podcast with us today we are so excited to introduce her and especially get to know her story and especially um, to get to know the story behind her own podcast known as sisters on the front lines we're so excited for everything that she has to share today. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode and can't wait to hear what you guys thought and what you got out of it. So welcome to episode fifteen. Thanks guys. Here we go. Well, Maddie, I'm so excited. Like I I love your instagram page and like your podcast and just everything that's about it honestly because it's a very like i'll be like just frank it's a very taboo topic that a lot of people don't like to talk about because it's very personal for sure um but it's so important because it's actually way like kind of what you've mentioned it's actually way more common than most people realize or think and so um but I think before we like jump into everything um and kind of have you basically just start off by introducing yourself and a little bit about you and kind of maybe just preface about your podcast on this podcast so I'm so excited that we're kind of joining worlds here me too me too (laughs) I'm excited should I just
1: go for it or
0: do you yeah just go for it yeah okay (laughs)
1: cool uh so yeah so my name is Maddie Davis um I'm 19 I'm freshman at BYU and pre-business right now hoping to go into entrepreneurial management um i run i guess hobbies wise i like weightlifting and hiking and being outside and all that jazz healthy lifestyle (laughs) 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 oh i I don't know about that but (laughs) i do my best (laughs) um anyway but yeah as far as so i also i run a podcast called sisters on the front lines And basically the whole goal with that is to help young girls feel like and know that they are not alone if they're struggling with pornography. Um, I specifically focus on like LDS and more Christian, Um, but it has become kind of more like broad Christian, but it tends to, we tend to talk about more LDS subjects. But anyway, um, so it's, it's really fun to do that. I have awesome guests come and share their stories and I have... So I'll have guests share their personal stories and then I'll have like professionals and like therapists. That's coming soon. But um yeah. Oh,
0: for real? That's Yeah, so exciting. It's super exciting. <laughs> I, look, I can't wait to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> they're
1: good. Like, oh yeah. They're they're people are just smart, you know? Like turns out going to school for years and years actually does something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's so awesome though. I I'm I'm so glad that you agreed to like come on my podcast with me because I obviously like even though like it's a different like preface to both of our podcasts but at the in the in this at the same time it's like we shouldn't be ashamed of our story right Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't be ashamed of like where we started or some of the bumps along the way or even just like going through life and so it's all a part of like our why right why we do the things we do and why we participate in the things we participate and so that was something that I really admired about kind of just your story because um, your first episode is your story right and, like why you started the podcast mm-hmm. and um, I recommend everyone to go listen to it because it's really great. Um, but I think it's important to also like acknowledge that we have to have these conversations in order to be able to feel like we can connect with one another versus feeling like we're isolated. Right. And I think that's something that a lot of people feel, especially with something like pornography, it's very, you can feel very, very alone because <laughs> you can have feelings of shame, guilt, you know, plethora of different feelings. And so I would just like, kind of want you to kind of lead the way in terms of how much you want to share and how much you want um, to share with those that are listening in terms of, you um, what it was like maybe from the beginning or like how leading up to maybe now or kind of just wherever you want to take it whatever feels right to you um because obviously the whole point of this life is to become our best self whatever that looks like and so and 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 as a whole thing kind of my podcast is just basically talking about your why and so and especially as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a lot of people can kind of get caught up in like cultural stuff. People can get caught up on like being a certain way or having this type of like mask or this type of way they should act all the time. But that's not not what Jesus invited us to do when we became members of his church. Mm. And so I just want you to kind of go ahead and just tell us about your why, Maddie, and kind of maybe you can totally share anything you want from like your podcast experience and kind of how that started and kind of inspired Commit to where
1: you're at now so yeah okay for sure and yeah I love it like like you're like share to your extent I am completely an open book I (laughs) (laughs) love it (laughs) I was recording with uh yesterday with this podcast like probably my favorite podcast in the world um they're called unashamed and afraid and they just share like stories of like um sexual like struggles and sexual addiction recovery and stuff like that and they're just super like the host is just so good at at, like diving deep and stuff but anyway he's giving me this whole preface before and he's like we're vulnerable, but we're not vomity. (laughs) That's how he put it. That's a good way to put it. (laughs) Right. And so I will be vulnerable, but not vomity. We're not going to get into gruesome details, but I'll I'll be open. So um, yeah, so I guess to start off my story. um, So I like, I, I found pornography when I was like 13. And I just remember feeling super, super alone, like you said, and isolated. And um i actually like you said it it's kind of sometimes it's kind of hard to reconcile culture of the church versus the literal rock solid gospel of of the church of jesus christ lottery saints and um so i had these young women's leaders and like there there was one time we like had this lesson on pornography and they're like okay here's our lesson on pornography uh we know that you guys don't struggle with this but just like you know listen for like your future spouse and stuff and I was like wait (laughs) but like I do (laughs) and it that kind of like just pushed the shame a little bit deeper and not that I'm like I just want to emphasize like I hold like no grudges against those, like, young women's leaders. I think they just were trying to do their very best. I don't think they had bad inten- intentions with that. They just didn't grow up in the same world that we grew up in. So, yeah, just to kind of get that, like, not, not, no hard feelings towards them <laughs> at all. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, it was kind of hard because I, I had known that pornography was, like, this like vague like thing that guys
0: struggled with but i had never right. ever yeah. yeah heard of okay. i was gonna say that that probably stones for a lot of like usually guys are the ones that struggle with this usually right. guys are the ones that are like attracted to something like that and it's like well you and in your instance you're like that's not my situation but... exactly and so yeah. it just like
1: like satan really capitalizes on that and yeah like you hear like like you know boys will be boys or like Mm. just just stuff like that and i mean you can even i i remember doing this and i actually like re re redid this like a couple months ago but if you look up like lds woman struggling with pornography or something um you have to like go all the way to the second page to like actually find something that's talking about a woman because the like the the top results are just for what to do if your husband is struggling with pornography.
0: Right, right. You're actually totally right. I've totally seen that. Yeah, really just kind of like, oh, what to do when your husband, when you catch your husband doing this. It's like- yeah. It's like, wait, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know.
1: and like, not at all that that isn't an issue, it for sure right, is, but right. and I mean, it's good, like, I think talking about it is for sure a start. And I think mm-hmm. that, like, within the next five to ten years, there's for sure gonna be a ton more resources. Um, but yeah, it was just hard definitely seeing that at um, like 13 and just being like, oh shoot, well, you know, I actually am the only one that struggles with this, and um, I mean. I think I, I don't know, I had looked something up, like, is it normal for, like, girls to, like, view pornography or something? And, of course, the internet told me it was okay. Duh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, so, and so, I i wasn't going to go talk to, like, my parents or, like, a church leader about it. And so, that was my source of information. And so, mm-hmm. even though I felt pretty morally conflicted about it, and I think deep down, I knew that that didn't align with my personal, like, values. um you know, I had someone telling me it was okay, the internet telling me it was okay. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll just, I'll just go off that. Um, anyway, so like then 14 or 15 years old, I decided to go meet with my bishop and I can't remember exactly what like pushed me to go meet with him. But, um, I went and met with him and it was really cool because, um, you don't realize how much pornography kind of tries to tear down your identity. Um, And a lot of times you hear people say, like, oh, he or she is struggling with pornography. And I can assure you, 99% of the time, it's not they're struggling with pornography, it's they are feeling out of touch with some part of their identity, whether that be their sexual identity or something to do with, like, their relationship with their family or their friends or God or something went wrong at work or, like, it's just, like... Pornography is trying por- – pornography is rarely the problem, not that it isn't, like, a, a bad thing, um, but it's trying to pose as the solution in your mind because it works temporarily. It will give you that little, like, like quote-unquote high. Um, right. Just like any addiction would. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's not exactly – the same like that's something that I've learned as I've talked to more and more people it's not it doesn't function the exact same as an addiction right it definitely like feels like it so I don't more of like a like a reliance I guess
0: but yeah anyway because it's it's a different part of the brain right it's not like the same type in terms of like like a for example like really extreme a heroin addiction right yeah that's like totally inhibiting a different part of the brain compared to probably pornography where it's just kind of a visual stimuli right whether you're reading it or you're watching it right right so.
1: yeah and it's so true and actually like I could talk about that for a while because I think that's super yeah. it's it's kind of hard because a lot of times in like our I don't want to say like Utah culture but kind of Utah culture no yeah. We... Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we tend
1: to um like like kids will go talk to their bishops and they're like bishop i have a pornography addiction and they viewed pornography like twice in like the last month and like that by definition not saying that they they're not struggling with unwanted porn use but like that by definition it just doesn't fit like the the terms of you know an addiction and sometimes like when when people say oh i have an addiction all of those little, like, underlying connotations with what an addiction is, like, okay, I'm just completely helpless to this. It has complete control over me. Like, it just kind of takes away some of our agency in it. But mm-hmm. anyway, just like,
0: yeah, just... I think that's a big part of it, though, that you just mentioned, that mm-hmm. it's like, it takes away our agency, and it yeah. hurt like, that's like something that God never wants to take away from us, right? Yeah. And that's something he wants to protect, like, at all costs. I think that's just been the biggest thing, even like, in the premortal life, right? It was like my plan is for you guys to have the freedom to choose and to feel like you can choose me if you want to and so it's like that and like you're saying it's kind of like that restriction of like being able to choose because it's like well I, I it's constantly that stimuli is always like I want to keep watching this or I want to keep reading this or mm-hmm. whatever because it invokes this certain feeling and you like that feeling and your brain does too and so all of, all of a sudden you kind of like give up that agency to an extent so like yeah I yeah that's really tough yeah yeah it
1: is it is hard because it's like and I'm not saying that okay let me let me think of how I want to phrase this but like (laughs) not that it doesn't like feel like all of those aspects of like an addiction like sometimes it does feel out of control but like Again, like it just kind of stems from like there's other places in your life that feel out of control, and like yeah. you you're usually trying to use I'm like I'm speaking from personal experience like mm-hmm. I was trying to use pornography to like fill in the gaps and and you know like the like a, a lot of times we talk about like dopamine is like a you know the happy chemical mm-hmm, but it's more right. of like you know like learning the learning chemical and so we learn that like this is when we view pornography, we feel better temporarily. And so the dopamine forces us to learn again and again. Okay, when I'm feeling sad, when I'm feeling lonely, I can turn to this and it's going to make me feel good, at mm. least for just this
0: moment. And like, anyway, just sorry, I got on such no, that, a tangent. No, <laughs> you're good. That makes total sense. And like, I also like that you made made sure to put out there too, like just because you viewed it twice doesn't mean you have like this insane problem. That's right. totally like unresolvable. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so. even like, like, uh, I was talking to that guy I was telling you about today, yeah, Brian Willoughby, and he was talking about like, of the people that we had, like, I, I'm gonna butcher this, but they had like done some kind of study, and like, of all of the people that claimed that they had a pornography addiction, quote unquote, pornography addiction, like, by the actual measurable standards. It was less than 10% that actually had it. Oh, wow. And so it's just like, it's just like crazy. And like, I don't know. I don't think that like anyone is like doing it with wrong intentions. It, it's just like, that's what yeah. it feels like, you know, you right. just don't have a good, a good word for it. But um, anyway, uh, Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack, jump back in. <laughs> um, so I, I know, go. This is,
0: great. this is great. I love it.
1: This, this is wonderful. how, yeah, this is how I tell stories. We go all over the place. <laughs> um, so I, I went and met with um, my bishop at, yeah, 14 or 15. And um, I just remember it was really cool because, well, I was like, I was like sitting outside of the bishop's office and like going into the bishop's office versus coming out of the bishop's office was like a night and day experience like i always compare it to like um like either joseph smith in the sacred grove with all that darkness beating down mm-hmm. on him and then he finally mm-hmm. saw the light or like yeah like you know in alma and it's like racked with my with my sins and then i remembered the the atonement of jesus christ and like um anyway it, it that's just what it felt like so i I went in and I think the reason why it was so like, whoa, <laughs> for me was because as I was sitting outside, um, I was just thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm going to go in and like my reputation or whatever that I have to the bishop of like, you know, come, I come from a good family, you know, do well in school, do the extracurriculars. Um, I just always felt like I had to kind of uphold this like perfect child thing And I was like, that's totally going to be ruined because he's going to know that I'm gross and I'm disgusting. And he's going to be like, really, Maddie? Like, like you struggle with this. And I go in and that's not at all what happened. (laughs) It was like it was so cool because uh, like I was saying before, like pornography really tears down your identity. And so um, he when I went in there, he didn't just, he didn't tell me, Hey, you know, this is wrong. Right. Or, you know, that this is like a sexual sin or whatever. No, he didn't tell me any of that. He said, he said, Hey, I like, I'm so proud of you. I hope that you know that you are still a daughter of God. You are still just as loved and you are still just as valued. And Oh my gosh, like it, those three things were so important because all of that stemmed back to my identity.
0: Right. And so That 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 experience could have gone completely different if he didn't respond that way. Right. Yeah,
1: I know. And it it makes me it makes me so, so grateful that I had such an awesome experience talking to my bishop. But it makes me so sad because I have heard some not awesome experiences from people talking to their bishops. Um, And I think that's hard. And I think we do just have to remember that like our bishops are human and like they are people, too. And. And they're going to make mistakes and say things that that might make us feel bad sometimes. Um, And like, we just don't we don't have control over that. Like, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't just give up after if Mm -hmm. we tell someone and they have a bad reaction doesn't mean that we should just give up. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, just keep. I promise, like, it gets easier and easier to tell your story and um there's less and less shame and but I get it like that can be discouraging and that can be a setback but
0: anyway totally scary too I can't imagine because you you said you were 14 right yeah like I I'm like like as you were telling that part of the story I was thinking when I was 14 I'm like (laughs) I could never like I was just like oh my gosh like the like what he said to you like the courage and like the faith you had and knowing that like what you're wanting out of life is not you know what was going on because you like obviously you know you're not a bad person you know that the things that you're feeling and doing doesn't make you a bad person right it means you just you're going through different growth spurts you're discovering new things about yourself you're figuring out your identity and especially at 14 oh my gosh like that is like a pivotal moment in like a young girl's life and a young man's life where they're kind of figuring out like what they like what they like to do who they are and and it's so important because in the the instance too it's like yes it's your bishop also think about if you were to go to someone like your mom if you were to go to like a best friend like the way they respond also is going to affect you long term too Mm -hmm. and like but the way they respond does not define like who you are as a person but it could supplement that and especially like a religious leader like a bishop is such a such a huge can have such a huge influence and I'm so grateful that that was your experience too and it's unfortunate that that's not the case for everybody but I think Heavenly Father like was working through the right vessel for to communicate to you Mm -hmm. to someone that was prepared to say hey like I don't care I think what matters the most right now is that you know that you're a daughter of God he loves you and he's aware of what's going on in your life and that he wants you to know that's like the most important label you could ever put on yourself is that, that you're a child of God. And so like, that is, wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, at 14, man, I just keep thinking like you're only 14. Wow.
1: <laughs> and I mean, uh you are saying like you know of course like you you knew that you like weren't a bad person and like I didn't <laughs> like I really thought that I was like the worst person ever I am well, yeah I'm sure you felt it totally yeah but, like, yeah but go ahead sorry <laughs> yeah but I mean I was just gonna say like I, I just think it's like it's interesting like how differently like I've just learned so much about like the nature of God and like God's grace and, like, learning about that has allowed me to be so much more graceful towards myself to where, like, like, not even necessarily with pornography, but, like, if, like, and not if, when I mess up with things in life again, like, I'm able to, like, look at myself um, through God's eyes. And, I mean, I'm not saying I do that immediately. Sometimes I do, like, beat up on <laughs> myself. But um, <laughs> it's just, like, all of that, like, all of the self-criticism that we have and, like, well, sorry, let me, like, the let me rephrase that the self-criticism is okay if it's like you're saying it like neutrally you know what I mean but then like the the self-hatred it just gets you into this spiral and like there's just no progress that's gonna come out of that and I don't think Mm -hmm. that's like what what God intends for
0: us no yeah that every time like I ever I always hear something kind of similar to that makes me think of that scripture and I think it's second Timothy where um, I think it's chapter one, verse seven, if I got it right. <laughs> um, and it's just basically saying that God is not a God of fear. And mm-hmm. he's a God of love and of a sound mind. And um, he wants us to, like, not be fearful to come to him and to rely on him and rely on the atonement of Jesus Christ. And that, like, we can, like, I don't know what it was, like, he just doesn't want us to be afraid of, like, the things that are going to come up in life. And yeah. so I think that's, that's something that like, so I, I served a mission and um, that was like something that came up to just with like, you know, I think about like, you know, like you mentioned earlier, like just kind of remember all of a sudden you remember all of your sins and you remember all of these things. You're like, I am not like, I'm going to be like treated differently. I'm going to be looked at differently if I talk about these certain things. But then uh, you get to a point where the fact that you're wanting to find a way to change or improve or whatever about yourself it's, like, that's coming from a good place, yeah, and so just because you, like, did those things does not make you a bad person, right, and because it's, like, but it's hard, too, when you're 14, <laughs> right, <laughs> and every, like, hormones are raging, and you're, like, yeah. ah, and so, but, yeah, yeah,
1: and I mean, like, even just that last point that you mentioned, like, like, the fact that, like, I was so young, and I know it wasn't just me that was the only one, like, Yeah, that was going through that at that age. But like, it makes me so sad and so mad because like, like, Satan knows exactly what he's doing with pornography. Mm -hmm. Because if you can take a kid that is like, I can't remember the exact age, but it's like younger that like I was surprised when I first first saw the statistic of when kids are first exposed to pornography because it was it was like as low as like eight years old it was like eight to eleven or something like that don't quote me on that but I know it was like around those ranges um and so like if if he can take a kid that is that young that is still very much figuring out their identity is unsure of who they are is like going through the middle school years which just suck (laughs) so bad (laughs) And and um where just every single person is figuring themselves out like there's just drama because people just don't know what to do that would do with themselves and then add this extra layer of of shame and feeling like they need to hide this this other aspect of them and like getting them especially getting them scared of like the fact that there's even like a sexual side of them like yeah. it's yeah. so it makes me so mad because it's like I mean like we talk about like the Satan is the master of of imitation and like if you want to see what God treasures most look at what Satan is attacking the hardest and pornography like huge like there's people there's so many people that are just saying like oh you know like pornography is is it's normal like it's natural like every everybody watches it
0: um and like oh yeah (laughs) i just get really mad no i i agree like that's something like when i always hear about that saying where like where there's the most resistance against such a good thing it means like the adversary really really doesn't want it to happen yeah and so like i think of for example like i that that really great organization which i think it's called like porn kills love or whatever Oh, um, the new drug. yes that's yeah. what it's called thank you um and then on top of that too i don't know do you know who tim ballard is i recognize that name so he is like the founder of this um, organization called um i think what is it called oh my gosh it's like called our rescue or like the Underground Railroad. And oh, it's for him yeah. okay. rescuing like children under so every anyone that's under the age of 18, basically rescuing them from sex trafficking mm-hmm. and from any type of trafficking and whatnot. And so it's like basically like a human slavery that still exists. And so and he was basically saying that some research had he has like worked with a ton of professionals that saying a a lot of the source of it and because it's so lucrative that um, the, the source of all this trafficking with the fact that human slavery in this instance still exists is because of like sites like Pornhub and that mm-hmm. because and because Satan knows that it's lucrative because you know you I don't know if you're like remember just like the root of evil can be come from you know greed and all these things of wanting to increase your power increase like your influence in the world but not necessarily for good and like you're saying there's they have, like Satan does not want anything good to happen like he is going to fight it and then people are going to fight back and so it's like it's basically just a, a war between good and evil and trying to figure out what is good and what is evil mm-hmm. and like you said he's an imitator and so he can make something look really 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 good mm-hmm. even though it's really 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 bad for you and but I think what's really great to notice is that there there is like we know who's going to win we know who's going to you know lead us to victory and so and that's something that gives us that hope despite all this fear that the fear-mongering that like Mm -hmm. that satan wants to stir up and and whatnot and so that there's actually people out there like yourself included i even think with this podcast like and like obviously you're like oh i'm like a small podcast like what you're doing really great things like talking about this and bringing this up and saying hey like It's okay to talk about these stories. It's okay to have, like, have had these experiences because it's made you the person that you are and you're able to go help other people too. And so, like, in this instance with the Fight the New Drug and Underground Railroad, they're all doing these things. They're not shaming anybody for anything, but they're just saying, hey, this is what the problem is sourcing from because, for example, like, a lot of, you know, pornography porn stars and stuff, because of their identity, they place so much of their identity in something that's not going to be like make its way past this life right it's like a very tangible thing that it's like okay well are you it's not going to bring you long-term happiness probably not right. and so i think that's so great that like you kind of tie it back to how the atonement jesus christ is like the source of like being able to overcome and really understand like who you are yeah
1: sure. yeah and like it also like This is also something that I've kind of, like, opened my eyes to over the past little bit, just talking to people about this, Mm -hmm. Um, but, like, I feel so bad for the people, like, okay, there's no one that grows up and they're, like, their mom is like oh what do you want to be when you grow up and they're like oh a sex worker like no one wants to do it and it makes me really sad because yeah. a lot of well okay I can't say no one like I think there absolutely are, are are exceptions to that but I would say a vast majority of people it's just because like I mean you think of like OnlyFans like it's an easy way oh, yeah. to like use, about that. <laughs> yeah you know like use something that like use your body that you just have and like and make a ton of money and so Mm -hmm. like it just it just makes me sad because it's like satan is so good at like making making those things like so convenient and accessible
0: Mm -hmm. um but yeah anyway also like uh pleasurable too and like very desirable yeah um i always i keep thinking it takes me back to like the garden of eden like story like Mm. when he was like oh yeah here's the fruit it's very tasty it's very desirable and it's like well yeah it probably is Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it totally is and that's fair I would want to eat a really yummy fruit like who wouldn't but it's like um like you were saying that he's just so good at like enticing and just like oh look how great this looks Mm -hmm. your life's gonna be so much better with this and then there's a catch Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so but I mean there's a catch to a lot of things but I think obviously we're grateful for that situation because we wouldn't know good from evil if that didn't happen. <laughs> but, um, about at the same time, it's just like, it's, I, Satan is so real, but it's not something we need to be afraid of because right. of like you were saying, like, it's really easy to get caught up in like the culture of like church stuff and how certain people portray the gospel in their own personal lives, but then actually getting down to like the root of the, the gospel where it's centered around the atonement. Then it's, like, once you get past all the cultural stuff, it's, like, okay, I know, like, I have nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. It'll be okay. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. it's so true. And, like, um, I wrote something, like, kind of similar to this, like, what we're talking about. And I was just going to try to remember it off the top of my head. But um, – like the main idea was like knowing that the adversary can attack at any time should not push us to live in constant fear but -hmm. with constant confidence because it's It's like like you know and like I don't know I feel like a lot of times I mean I just got caught up in this myself of like man like Satan's doing so many things like that just sucks doesn't it but it's like we know like we know what his plan is and but but like we know what the war plan is and it's like literally the only war plan in history with like a guaranteed outcome and we know who's gonna win and we know who is going to lose and so and i mean i say that but it's it's so easier for us to forget that you know
0: 100 <laughs> <100%, laughs> yeah. 100 oh my gosh. Yeah. i but, always yeah but go ahead no sorry i
1: on. was just gonna say i always feel like i like have to like qualify everything that i say on podcasts because i'm like man like I sound so preachy but like I hope everyone knows like I'm like I do a lot of like
0: things that don't a lot like do you know what I mean like I'm well, just so fallible, yeah you know I yeah, know I mean and that's why we're here right yeah. like I mean I don't mean to sound so cliche <laughs> but like it's it's true though like I mean obviously we know we're aware we've been you know been taught it but like actually like Remembering that in times of need, it's really difficult to do because it's like, well, this sucks. Like, I don't like yeah. how I'm feeling. I don't like how my life's going with this, or I don't know how I don't like how this worked out, or why did I say that, or you know, just different, just like simple yeah. things where you forget. Like, oh, it's gonna be okay. It's, it is gonna be. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. But yeah. but I mean, that's like what what is it? It I. I love like talking about these types of things because it's it reminds me of like our like this is really random so sorry if this is like a tangent but no, <laughs> but it reminds me of like our baptismal covenant where it's like to always remember him and so that's like something we promised to do but we're really really bad at it <laughs> like I'm yeah like so bad at it <laughs> but it's like these are I love these like chances like you know to go to New church on Sunday at sacrament meeting or if it's like a you know Relief Society class or If it's, you know, young woman in class or, or if it's, you know, just an activity during the week or even just like getting like those little things that you don't realize you're doing to remember him and just to remember like, oh, I know who's, I know who's on my side. I know who's got my back, but you don't think about that in those moments. But I think that's why he's always, they're always inviting us. And it seems so repetitive every general conference. It seems so repetitive every Sunday, like oh we're saying this again or we're going over this again Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's like but it's for good reason because it helps us remember the things that are so easy to forget because he knows he's like y'all are so forgetful why do you think (laughs) that we have to keep going back to the temple or keep going to taking the sacrament every Sunday it's the same words over and over and over again and yeah so. No, it's so like that's
1: so good. And I love like the just remember. Like that's something I've been thinking about a lot too is like that word shows up so much. And it's like it's like rarely are we ever given like stunning new revelation. But mm-hmm. it's just like like remembering. And I just think that's so good because it's like, you know, like God God is the same today, tomorrow and forever, or whatever the scripture says. But like um but it's just so true because it's like all of those all of these things that like we feel like we're missing out on, like they're always there, like like and God is always there. It's just a matter of like how do we reach out to him and how do we choose to like put in the effort and the time to like find him mm-hmm. and like remember him? So, yeah, I love the remember
0: no, yeah, no, I love that. and I that kind of actually makes me think of, um kind of in in essence I feel like this was like another way of you wanting to reach out to him was like maybe or helping others wanting to do that by sharing their story and so like how did you kind of like eventually get to the point obviously like this started when you're pretty young Mm. and eventually now that you're 19 like what was kind of like the timeline in terms of like kind of getting to your podcast yeah what led up to that
1: yeah good question I think if 13 year old me like I've thought about this a lot I'm like What would 13-year-old me do if I knew six years later I would be, like, talking about this on podcasts? I think I would, like, kill me. Like, I'd be like, (laughs) what are you doing? Um, But, (laughs) anyway. That's valid. Yeah. So, I think – so, how I got up to this point. So, yeah, we walked through 14, 15. And then, I'm not going to lie, like, 16 and 17, and then I'm, I'm 19 now, are kind of blurry. Um, like I know that I did have times where I did like struggle with it on and off, but it's just not something that's like super like memorable. Like, oh, that was like Joseph Smith night and day experience. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, I can't remember exactly, but, um, but then 18, so this is like recent, this is like literally last semester. Well, okay. So, so we'll go June of 2022. Um, I started like getting these promptings and they're like super specific, and he was like, you have some kind of work to do in helping young girls who are struggling with pornography. And that was like the phrasing. And I was like, what? And so okay. <laughs> and so I I remember I went and like met with my bishop and I was like, bishop, I got something to do. And like, I kind of told him like how I'd been feeling. And he told me about like, um, it's called Daughters of Light. They have a program for boys called Sons of Helaman. Um, It's through life changing services. Um, It's a really good program. They're super cool. I don't think
0: I've heard of that. Actually, yeah,
1: they're really good. Um, But I reached out to them, so I haven't like I've just talked to the lady who runs Mothers Who Know. So that's like my association with them. So I don't know like a a ton about their organization, but I've heard really good things. Anyway, um, and so I called Daughters of Light. (laughs) like right after that meeting with the bishop and I left them a voicemail and I was like I was like hey uh my name's Maddie I think I have something to do for you but I don't know what so get back to me thanks (laughs) and they never responded (laughs) but for good reason because like what do you say to that anyway so, (laughs) so but that was kind of my decision of like okay I think I'm gonna like start doing something with this um and so then college freshman first semester happened, and that was rough, as it is. <laughs> um, <I remember>.
0: and- <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of, like, pushed off the prompting for a while, and I think I was kind of, like, like back-talking to Heavenly Father a little bit. I was like, there is just so much going on in my life right now. Like, I'm just still figuring so much stuff out. I can't take this on right now. Find somebody else, <laughs> and, like and but the prompting just kept coming It's like no you have a work to do um, and I decided like halfway through last semester I was like okay if I'm gonna like if I'm gonna go in I'm gonna go all in and I'm gonna write a book and um, I met with like some English professors and at this point I was thinking of like leaving on my mission and in, in June and I'm like okay so I need to write a book in six months and they're like you can't do that <laughs> I was like, okay. That's incredible. <laughs> so I, I went it. and <laughs> I went and since they were like telling me that I couldn't do it, I was like, well, I don't think you understand. <laughs> I have to do something. It's not me. <laughs> and so I went and met with an entrepreneurship professor. And it was cool because um like he was just super like, okay, like who do you need me connect- to connect you with? Like, let's like change the parameters of what a book is. Like, like the English professors are thinking like 400 pages. You have to get it published through a publisher, like, you know, rule upon rule upon rule. And he's like, why don't you just do like a like 40 page, like self-published digital copy, like something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could do that. So anyway, um, that story is good to kind of emphasize that like it was just really nice to have someone like believe in me at. At the beginning, um, I ended up not going the the book route because I was thinking of like, okay, as a thirteen year old girl, would I really go ask my mom to take me to like Barnes and Noble to get a book about pornography? No way. And so, um, I didn't and, really think about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't either at the beginning. <laughs> and so, um, I just I just kind of had to like reevaluate and think, okay, what would be the most accessible for girls at that age, like, how do I meet them where they're at, Um, and that's still something that I'm trying to figure out, Um, but I decided that I would start up, I don't, I can't remember, yeah, it didn't start with the Instagram, it started with, I just started going on podcasts, and so I had met with a couple people that were, like, working in the same, like, this, like, pornography not, not the porn in shape but like you know what i mean like recovery so i met with them um and i was meeting with this guy his name is chandler rogers he created this app called relay it's super cool it helps with like addiction recovery um okay. and one of my questions to him was like okay what's your best like what do you use for marketing and he's like, well, we've been on a lot of podcasts, and I was like, podcasts, okay, and so he referred me to a couple, and then I ended up reaching out to them, asking them if I could, like, be a guest on their podcast, and then it was, like, so cool, because, like, it just kind of took off from there, and it, it was, like, a huge testament to me that, like, this is not in my hands, like, this is not at all Maddie Davis work, this is Heavenly Father work, and, like, it was just super cool because, you know, I've tried <laughs> to, like, start things. It has never gone this well until I had um, <laughs> my father's <self. laughs> help, And so, just, like, huge, huge testament to that. And so, anyway, I started going on, um, sharing my story, and then it was, like, like late night shower thought inspiration. And I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about, like, man, it's been, like, so good for me to be able to go on these podcasts, like, like, I'm so grateful, and it's always the intention to help other people, but it honestly mm-hmm. has helped me so much, like, with my own recovery journey, like, just being able to connect with someone every single day. Um, on it, it
0: seems to work out that way, doesn't it? It does.
1: It does. <laughs> like, I've heard people say that about missions, too. Like, they're like, oh, you know, like, good for all of the people that I helped, but, like, that helped me the most. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, You'd be it's so true. <laughs> So I, yeah, it's like one in the morning. I like hop out of the shower, shower and I like run to my room, tell, like grab my roommate. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to start a podcast. And she's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so, but like, and so, yeah, so I started that just to kind of like provide that same opportunity for like more young women because it's so like healing to be able to share your story and to like like get that courage and again like god is not a god of fear he doesn't want us to to be afraid of stuff like that and we we just progress so much faster once we're able to get those things out in the open so anyway that sorry that was kind of the long way of telling no, you that's, no, no,
0: that's great it's where where we're at now no that's great and I actually want to know where you got your the title from because I love it Mm. so where did you get the? where did you like come up with your title for oh I'm
1: glad you asked another story I love it it. (laughs) so it's very much inspired by this thing that um, my dad wrote and I'll give you context to that and so I'll give you context then I'll read it and then I'll kind of explain why okay Um, so and I have my dad and my brother's permission to share this, but basically my brother ha- had struggled with pornography. I have an older brother, three years older than me, um, and he was struggling with pornography. He, he, Our bishop at the time told him that he couldn't take the sacrament for three months which is a whole other conversation, and if we get into that, we'll be here for hours. But um, <laughs> but so he couldn't take it for three months, and then he had slipped up once, and he went and told my bishop, and then the bishop pushed it to six months. And at that point, my brother was just feeling so, like, beaten down, and, like, it's not even worth yeah. fighting anymore. You know, like, yeah. why would I it's, – it's just not it's worth really, really it. Yeah, and so my dad kind of – he – he listened to my brother and I mean, being a parent in that situation has got to be like excruciating because like you just see your, your kid in like so much pain and Mm. just wanting to give up. And I'm sure that like every part of him just wanted to say like, Hey, like it's, it's okay to just like take a break from like the, the fight and stuff. Um, But then he, after kind of like praying and talking to a few people and uh, he had some, like, personal revelation about it. Um, he wrote this this text to him, and it's called There is Only War. So it's kind of long, but I'm going to read it because it's just so golden. Um, so it says, There is only war. There is no peace. There is only war. I believe in serenity, stillness, civility, and tranquility, but not peace. Peace, when defined as the op- absence of conflict or war, is a myth, an imposter, a lie. It is a false god we've been taught to worship by pansies and evildoers. There is only war. I believe in winning, but not victory. There is no ultimate or final victory, at least not in this life. And candidly, the next life seems less attractive if the concept of a final victory exists. But I'll leave that to a much wiser general than me. My heaven is Valhalla. There is only war. But how can there only be war? What about surrender? There is no peace through surrender. Surrender is simply one's decision to declare war on themselves. The war continues after surrender. It gets more costly, futile, and painful. There is only war. I want to celebrate winning with you and honor every day of your fight. I want to be yoked together in this war. Whether you've won or lost any particular battle on any particular day, doesn't matter to me at all. I want us to be fueled by the brotherhood that comes from going to war together. I want to be bloodied, exhausted, humbled, and yet undeterred from the path, the war path. There is only war. Would you agree to text me first thing when you wake up and last thing before you go to bed to tell me whether you're winning or losing? Please don't ever hesitate if when the text is, I'm losing that text is the one that matters most because it means we are still in the fight. There's no peace. There is only war. Love the war. I love being in it with you. So that was like, so that, like that hugely inspired the sisters on the front lines. Um, and like, yeah, a lot of that, it just came from like, there's a very literal war (laughs) that we are in. Um, And I can talk more about the there is only war text, but as far as like the sisters on the front line stuff goes like um, I like the idea of like especially on the front lines because like we're told all the time like like this is it like this is like we were saved to the last day like for a reason. And so um, and I mean the girls that I have on just have like so much courage and like they are just amazing and like even if you even if you don't want to come on the podcast and you're and but you are struggling with it and you're trying and you're showing up every single day like you are on the front lines too like so that's kind of what what inspired the the name on the front lines
0: i I love that that was beautiful oh my gosh i and you said your dad wrote that yeah wow oh my gosh yeah wow that just that it was The first couple lines actually made me think of this saying where, you know, everyone's like desire in life is to be happy. Everyone's desire in life is to like have peace and Mm -hmm. tranquility and have this zero worries, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's life is already hard enough, but it made me think of, um, I don't even know who quoted it. Maybe, you know, but (laughs) it it was this quote where it was like, peace isn't the absence of conflict, (sighs) but the presence of Christ. Wait,
1: okay, I, know. You know I don't know about? who quoted it, but I know... yeah you know what I'm talking about? I know yeah. what you're talking
0: about. Because that doesn't... I mean, in, in essence, like, having Jesus Christ in our life is, like, a different kind of peace. Like, it's a different definition. Yes. It's, like, it doesn't mean, like, free from all conflict, free from all of this, free from all of that, because we... He wouldn't have needed to, you know, atone for anything
1: Yeah.
0: if there is no no existence of conflict or hardship or sin or whatever or any kind of you know bad in this world and so like that that like rang very true to um I think especially it also reminds me of I I forget what scripture it is in Alma but it kind of just reminds me of like this is our time to prepare to meet God and for time to prepare it's like a time to learn a time to grow and Mm -hmm. and whatnot and so you're you're never not like in war where Mm -hmm. you're always like against the next next challenge or the next like change that's coming in life and oh my gosh that was amazing yeah (laughs) wow and I and he read that for your brother yeah so he
1: that was just a text that he sent to him
0: that oh, was a text. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was <laughs> cried. I was. Like, yeah. oh. And okay. oh my gosh! Wow, and that just like that is that like, that's such a testament to like you were saying to like even specifically for your podcast, the sisters on the front lines is like whether you come on the podcast or not, whether you share your story or not. But the fact of the matter is, is that you're wanting to overcome this, you know, whatever if however difficult this current situation yeah. is for you you're trying to overcome and you it the war is not over like exactly. like the fight is not over and it's because you're wanting to change you're wanting to continue to live life and be happy and you know choose better it means you're on the front lines you're working hard you're and you're yeah. winning you're that much closer to winning and
1: right.
0: eventually the what, what did he say it was like the final victory or something like that or
1: yeah he's like i actually this is one of my favorite parts he says I believe in winning, but not victory. There is no ultimate or final, final victory, at least not in this life. And candidly, yeah. the next life seems less attractive if the concept of a final victory exists. Yeah. And I love, like, what you were saying. Um, it reminded me of, I, oh, it's by, like, a guy like Chris Christensen or some, like, C name. But he spoke in the last general conference, mm-hmm. and it was, like, the, the one about joy, And he has a quote and he just, it was like, joy does not equal comfort. And I was like, amen. And like, I honestly would argue, like, it equals the exact opposite. Like, we're never going to grow if we are just like, if we're just living like the way that we define, I guess, like, peace. Do you know what I mean? Like, like we're just like meditating and there's (laughs) beach waves and everything like that's never going to like solicit growth and so um yeah anyway I just love that and like I love I think a lot of times like I'm gonna say again especially in the Utah culture sorry I don't mean to just rip on the Utah culture
0: but it it has (laughs) its I mean every culture has its flaws but I think in the way that it's been manipulated and taken apart and portrayed has definitely has bigger issues here compared to other states
1: yeah 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 but I mean like yeah, especially in that, and I mean, even just like, yes, in the LDS culture, yes, in the Utah culture, but I think like just outside of that, and in life in general, we have these, these expectations of perfection, and we're always told like, oh, nobody's perfect, but like, do we really like believe that and live it? Mm-hmm. Um, because um, like. We're always like, oh, yeah, like nobody's perfect. But, you know, like we'll be perfect like when this happens, like when we when we get this good job, when we finally get the good grade in the class, when you finally blah, blah, blah. Like we just can't let that standard of perfection go. And it really is like super harmful to us. Um, But I just love the idea that like perfection is literally never going to happen in this life like ever. And it, it was never meant to. And and God never intended for us to like aim for perfection like i'm so much i'm such a progress over perfection person and i think that god is too um because i think that he's actually like excited for us to fail because he knows that like there's so much that we get to learn from it and like we're just not gonna learn if we are only living this white 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 picket fence straight a like like kind of life you know like yeah, it's totally.
0: it's will, we fail. he said eventually right he didn't say be perfect right now or <laughs> at all like right now he literally said it's not made for this life perfection doesn't exist in this life because it can't it's perfection is perfection and that's not something that's like I don't know it's not comprehensive to us like it, we can't under, completely understand it because we don't know what it is we don't know what perfection <laughs> right. looks like and so no I totally agree and so I guess kind of based off of that Maddie though what kind of like recollecting all of that what would you maybe invite those that are listening that maybe have a similar background to like with your story and then as well as maybe in terms of perfection and like maybe kind of feeling it. maybe there's someone that's out there that's in a very shameful state of mind right now they just feel so down or maybe they're feeling like they're kind of caught up in whatever it may be what would you maybe invite them to do oh today?
1: um invite them to do well first I just want to say something to them
0: <laughs> um <laughs> it,
1: do it. <laughs> like I have so much to say but like this is always just number one. Like, you are not alone. You are absolutely not alone. And, like, I know a lot of times it's really hard to believe that. And Satan really does not want you to believe that. And he's just a master of, of discouragement. And um, I also would encourage you to, like, gain gain a better understanding of the atonement because it is so rich and it is so real and I think a lot of times we focus on the atonement as like I was I was in I'm in okay let me just flex for a second I'm in the coolest class ever I'm taking a book of Mormon (laughs) class with Brad Wilcox oh my (laughs) gosh it's so good so um I was in that class and he um he was talking about, like, a lot of times we make these, like, analogies and comparisons to the atonement as if it's, like, like an eraser or, like, a ladder to get us out of, like, some some place that we're stuck in. But I think a lot of times we only focus on that, that power of the atonement, like, um, that can take away and cleanse us from our sins, but we don't focus on the enabling power of the atonement and then brad wilcox compared it to like the best comparison or analogy of the atonement is like some kind of power source like a battery like it is just it's for every single aspect of your life and i think a lot of times like we want to put these limits on it um but it just it really is for everything and it can help you with every single goal and aspect of your life. Like God wants you to succeed in every, every aspect of your life, but more importantly, he wants you to fail (laughs) in every aspect of your life because he wants you to learn things. Um, and so, okay. So overall I would say, yes, you are not alone. Um, don't put those finite limits on like this infinite atonement. Um, and then just, yeah, Satan is a master of discouragement. And then as far as what to do, I would say, talk to someone and you can start small. You don't have to be sitting face to face with your bishop or just religious leader um or with your parent or whatever. You can like send a text or you can write up like write up a letter. Like it's okay to just start small. Um but I promise like as you tell people it will get easier and you'll be able to to move forward in every single aspect of your life because I know it's like it's easy to feel stuck. Um, and I would also say, this is just like a little plug, but it's like the most awesome resource ever. Um, I don't know if we're going during the summer, but there's a club at BYU called the Unalone Club. Um, but if you are like, if you're not at BYU, hopefully no one from BYUSA is listening to this, but (laughs) you can totally join. We just, we meet on Zoom every Tuesday at 730 um, the Instagram is un.alone.byu. Um, and we just have awesome guests, and we come and they share their insights on um, pornography. Sometimes we'll have like sharing nights. You don't have to share if you don't want to. But it's just like, it's just a community. And especially if you're too nervous to go to like an ARP meeting, which like sometimes that's not the best option. Sometimes it works for people. Um, but if you're too nervous to go to that, that's totally okay. Like you can come to that. But I would just say, connection like connection with yourself connection with others and connection with God so
0: I love that so much and I on top of that I will also want to invite those that are listening to listen to your podcast even whether they're you know a young woman and whatnot you know going through you know having something with pornography and whatnot but also I wanted to ask you what can maybe listeners look forward to and like maybe learn from and get out of your own podcast too? What is maybe something that they can look forward to as they listen to episodes?
1: Oh, for sure. So we the first um, the first couple, I'll kind of announce like where I'm going with it on my Instagram soon enough, but the first, I think there's seven episodes out right now, and those are all just individual stories and they all have like just super amazing insights um we have i think the oldest one on there is probably like 24 25 the youngest one is actually 14 that yeah to share it's my oh, sister <laughs> she's really cool <laughs> and so yeah so it's it's all girls that are sharing i do tend to focus on girls but if you are a boy and you're struggling with this i'm more than willing to have a conversation with you like if you need someone to talk to you. um and then but coming soon, super exciting. Um, I have some like therapists and some professors and just some people that are kind of like experts in the field coming to talk and like share their insights and they have really good insights as well as resources. So super
0: exciting. I'm so excited. I really am looking forward to listening to more of your episodes because I (laughs) just absolutely love what you're doing. And I know it's like you said, it's been definitely led by God and look at you being that person to carry it out and you know wanting to help others and so I think that's such a huge thing and kind of opening up avenues to maybe people who didn't maybe know where to go or how to you know talk about these types of things so but um, I really loved all the invitations you shared that's something that I think is so important to remember because a lot of people don't share their story because they feel like they're the only ones right yeah and They feel like no one's gonna relate and no one can empathize or no one can sympathize with them because they'll just judge, 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 judge. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's not what any of this is for. And that's not what this life is supposed to be about. We're supposed to become one, right? And Mm -hmm. become a one people. And so, But Maddie, I have been so like spiritually uplifted just talking to you today. Like seriously, like same with you. I'm (laughs) yeah. Oh, (laughs) you're so nice. (laughs) I I and this is kind of like what goes back to what we were talking about. How you feel like you get more out of it than like a lot of people say. Like oh yeah, like thanks for doing this or thanks for doing that. It's like you're helping me more than (laughs) like I'd be helping you. And so like, and that's something that I'm very appreciative about with wonderful people like you just always Thanks. wanting to spread like your light in whatever you know medium that is whether it's through a podcast or whether it's through just you know a book I still think you could write a book
1: <laughs> I'm planning on it so, I'm planning on it so don't give up on that, <laughs> up on
0: that dream because <laughs> I think it's a wonderful idea thank you um, but I I'm really excited to share this episode with everybody because I feel like this is going to open up so many um, perspectives and I think um and point and a point of view on some people are like oh I didn't think we could like just you know talk about these types of things like (laughs) oh yeah why not because it's important and so and I think it's something that I think little by little we're kind of that etching away at where it's like we are just here doing the same thing on the same path trying to get back to God and just be our best self whatever that looks like and so but I just want to thank you so much for coming on with me. I'm sure we could have talked for like a whole nother hour, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I am so grateful. And I'm so, so blessed to have had you share your stories and about basically, honestly, like everything you shared is just about your why, just your why about um, behind like your story. And also in the core of it is obviously the atonement of Jesus Christ and how it's like, he sent the right, he sent like very good people your way to get you to where you are now today. And, and you trusted that that's huge like can you imagine how much trust it took and faith to get to that point so but um, I also just want to thank those that are listening and we're hoping you got something out of this because I definitely did and if you didn't listen to it again (laughs) Um, but I'm so grateful for you, buddy. Again, I keep saying it, but I really am. But thank you. And I hope you also enjoyed your time on here because it's been wonderful.
1: I absolutely did. That was like such a good conversation. I'm I'm ready to go like run a spiritual marathon or something. Truly. Yeah, truly.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and that's a wrap everybody thanks so much for tuning in to episode 15 of the why we stay podcast again so so grateful for maddie and for the time i got to spend with her and the time that you guys gave to listen to this episode i hope you guys loved it as much as i did i you couldn't tell but i am so grateful for stories like maddie's especially just the passion and the commitment they have to something that is so important to them but also the desire to want to help others live more fulfilling lives and as well as feel so loved and especially feel the love of God for them as an individual and as a child of God. So, so grateful for this episode. It's been wonderful. would love to hear your guys' thoughts and feedback and so excited for the next stories that are going to be shared very, very soon. Hope you guys have a wonderful day and a great start to the new week. And again, happy Sunday. Thanks, guys.